with a love in the body. I thought we were the called. Are we true to hear some fists are properly bald? Folks claim they want the truth, then they crucify the preacher. Say they ain't the followers yet, refuse to be the leaders. Bride rises, I see it through the spirit's iris. And it's evident the church is full of backbiters. The dude on the pew has used some crack fighters. Love covers the multitude, and that's your reminder. If we have the spirit, Christ restructures ourselves. But on the railroad of life, we possess it ourselves. Every time we point the finger, we're trusting ourselves. Every time we hate, we only hold a grudge with ourselves. Every time we kill, we only put in the gun at ourselves. Look at being merely a boat, but only one of themselves. Yo, let me shed some clarity. The best name is charity. Who separates his body from the world and the Pharisees. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. We're too close to the end to be taking our own furloughs. Condemning ex-rippers who are switching the church clothes. We see these issues, I tell you what's the worst, bro. They can't tell the difference between the curse and the church. Whoa, I can't blame him. How do you argue against? We exalt, and if he falls, we say how sorry he is. We keep bringing up the past, Atari it is. And if the tables have been turned, then we hardly forgive. Stop looking at the specs. Remember where your plank is. Stop scheming on your family or your name. Is it flanked in? When Mr. Krabs will give you anything you ask Regardless of your past Man, we should always thank him Should be known by charity Aligned with the statement Prayers are incense And we're divided by the fragrance How can I pray the heathen hate on you? Smile in your face Turn around and pray on you You Smile in your face Smile in your face Smile in your face And they stab you in the back Smile in your face Smile in your face Smile in your face And they stab you in the back Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Welcome to all new Rex and Main. I am T Rex, and we have the main event in the building today. In the building, in the building, in the building. What's going on, everybody? Look, we supposed to be in the press box right now, but right now we 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 entering into a new phase. We in the we in the kingdom's box right now. We we up in the luxury <laughs> boxes right now. You know how it goes, T Rex. You know how it goes. Yeah, so we we in the so much to, go ahead. We in the owners box. We in the owners box. <laughs> That's right. I'm with the CEO right now, so you know how it, you know how that goes. Fun times this weekend. You know, we're not even gonna talk about we're not even gonna talk about small show with myself, the main event. We're gonna talk about today's show. We got a lot to talk about today too as well. We got some pop culture news, we got some weekend answers that but we're gonna we're gonna throw out there. But the trading deadline and the NBA, we're gonna talk about that as well. And I'll be talking about that more in depth as we go today and as well as tomorrow. So T Rex Let's just go ahead and just get started with it right now, right now. Yeah, yesterday was was the highly was the highly anticipated NBA trading deadline, which it was a dud, man. <laughs> it was a dud. It really was. It really was. I, I mean, I had my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you had your phone. 
I'm like being all kinds of illegal at work. I shouldn't be saying that on the air, but still, I mean, I'm like looking at my phone from time to time, running off the floor trying to see what's going on with the trading deadline because I thought for sure Paul George was going to be elected last night. I'm just going to put it out there. I thought Paul George was going to be elected last night. I, I, I was hoping so. I got into a conversation with a friend of mine last weekend about Paul George going to L.A., and he pretty much just argued me down that why ain't nobody want to go play for the Lakers? One, Paul George is from L.A. Two, Fresno. you got you to gotta respect the Lakers brand. I, I remember, if you don't remember anything or know anything about the NBA, that's two franchises that you would know off the top of your head, and that's the Lakers and the Celtics. That's being for so who, real. That's who being who real. doesn't want to go play for a store franchise? I know they haven't been to the playoffs in the last three seasons, and Kobe and management kind of messed that up. But it's still a main attraction. You are in Hollywood. You will be there among the A-list celebrities, actors, musicians. They all go to Laker games. You cannot, you cannot believe the hysteria that goes along being a Laker. And I think Paul George will be there eventually, not this season because he didn't get traded, but he only has one year left on his contract next year. And I think that somehow the Pacers and the Lakers are going to pull that trade off to where he will be a Laker on, in the 2018-2019 season. You know, speaking of Paul George, you know, his signature shoe actually drops tomorrow. His Nike signature shoe drops tomorrow. It's called the Nike PG-1. I'm actually going to get a pair next week. The other color colorway that I want drops next week. So uh, you'll be seeing me rocking some PG-1. So um, big shout-out to Paul George. Congratulations on the Nike deal. Um, it's a real beautiful shoe, man. If you, haven't, if you haven't looked at it online as of yet, it's a beautiful shoe. But – well, I don't know why we're talking about shoes right now when we should be talking about the trade deadline. I'm sorry, I regret. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all it's all good, man. It's all good. You know how we My do it. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. But yeah, we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about the NBA trade deadline right now. There were a few trades that was made yesterday, and probably the top one for me was Nerlens Noel going to Dallas. And, and Philadelphia got Justin Anderson, Andrew Bogut, and a 2017 protected first-round pick. Who do you think was the real winner of that trade? You know, for me, I think the 76ers got even younger, but they got a little bit of veteran presence in the locker room. But I still like the Mavs in this trade because you get a young shot blocker, young rim protector. Mm-hmm to go along with an aging with an aging dirt and a really awful backcourt that if Dirk wasn't there they wouldn't be competing as much as they are right now. Wouldn't be competing for a playoff spot if you want to look at it from that standpoint. So this mm-hmm. this actually works out best for both teams. Um Philadelphia gets young veterans and Dallas gets a guy who, when healthy and when he's not on Shaq and the Fool, is actually a really good young player. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. 
But I, I still don't think Dallas is going to make the playoffs with Nerlens Noel. He's just one-dimensional player. Uh, like you said, he's a great shot blocker and a uh, decent rebounder. But that's about all he has to offer. I know he's still young. He's still developing. He can work on his offensive game some. But as far as helping them make it to the playoffs, I don't think that he's going to be much of a key piece in making the playoff. I think it was just more of uh, – like you say, again, Dallas younger. Uh, they're trying to make it a little more attractive for the free agency coming up this summer. But the thing with Philadelphia, again, Bogut, I've heard that Bogut wants a buyout. So they are currently working on a buyout right now where he will either try to sign with the Cavaliers or the Boston Celtics. Uh, what is your thoughts about Bogut going to either either one of those teams? You know, Bogut actually bolsters both rosters in, in, in a sense. You can give Tristan Thompson less minutes if he goes to, if he goes to Cleveland. You can actually give give Boston an actual rim rim presence as well, um, because we all know that there's no rim presence there. I mean, with the light with with the likes of the players they have, the Isaiah Thomases, the Marcus Smarts, mm-hmm. there's still no guy that's in the middle that's really in the middle that can pass the ball. And that can give you that 15 to 18 foot shot that Bogut has. So this actually, if he was to go to Boston, I think it would work out better for Boston. But if he goes to Cleveland, it will bolster Cleveland and and solidify their roster going into that deep run into the playoffs. So I mean, I like him going either or. I think LeBron is going to be a happy man today as well if he can land Bogut and Darren Williams all on a Friday. Thank God it's Friday, and I know he will be definitely celebrating that with all the ranting and raving that he was doing last month about them needing help. Uh, what is your thoughts about Darren Williams possibly signing with the Cavs as early as today? This gives you, this gives you an opportunity to move, to move a guy like Kyrie Irving to the two, and then you can place Kyle Korver in the three, uh, which means that you'll have to move – LeBron around to either the four or either the stretch four or play him as a three and play Corbett as a four. You got a lot of perimeter help out there. Or does this make Kyle Corbett a six man? I mean, this is this is a problem that you have with with Cleveland. You've got a lot of good players that could be starters on other teams that were starters on other teams mm-hmm. in case in point in Kyle Corbett. If you put him with a guy like LeBron, does LeBron want to move to the four? Will he move to the four to make it, to bolster that team, or will he balk out and say, "Hey, I'll play the three. You know, we can move Kyrie to the two, so on and so forth. What, however, have you? This is this is one of those situations where you really have to look at the grand scheme of things. Do you want championships? Or do you want to help the team? And that that's that's where LeBron's this is where LeBron's leadership has to come in. Yeah, I don't think well with the addition of those two or either one of those players, I still feel like Golden State is the team to beat. And after what they did to the Clippers last night by putting up fifty points in the third quarter, it just don't make any sense. But I want to move along to this other trade, man. This has probably hurt us personally because we are both Chicago Bulls fans, and 
Todd right. Gibson has been an establishment to the Bulls for almost nine years, nine seasons. Mm-hmm. And to see him go along with Dougie McBuckets, uh, what's your thoughts about the Bulls trading them to Oklahoma City to get Jeffrey Laverne, Anthony Morrow, and Cameron Payne? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, here's my here's my thought on this. Okay, you have a guy like Todd Gibson who's going to get some big money next year. We all know this because of because of last year his contract. Mm-hmm. The thing about Doug McDermott was you bring in two other guards who are quote unquote point guards who are not really point guards. They're they're point shooters. <laughs> if <laughs> if I can if I can merge the two two kind of guards together, he got phased out of the offense, and I think Fred Hoiberg pretty much. He dumbed himself down, so to speak. When you have a shooting guard mm-hmm. as good as Doug McDermott, who can give you valuable minutes both defensively, offensively, um, he's a perimeter presence. Kind of like, kind of like a, kind of like Kyle Fulver was when he was with the Bulls. Kind of like mm-hmm. Mike Dunleavy when he was with the Bulls. So you lose that perimeter presence, but you gain more guards that are like each other, like a Cameron Payne, a Joffrey Laverne, um, who can play both both four positions and play the five if he has to. And then you look at Cameron Payne, I mean, he's just a younger version of D. Rose, Jimmy Butler, and Rajon Rondo. Well, he's a better shooter than Rajon Rondo, but we all know what I mean by this. So we look at we we look at this, and I think that this is a this is a bigger loss for the Bulls than it is for for the Thunder. The Thunder gained veteran leadership with Taj Gibson, and Taj Gibson did not want to leave. But we all know that he's a cap casualty. The reason why they made this trade, we all know this. Yeah, he, he is a cap casualty. We're going to miss Gibbs. He he, he was a tough, hard-nosed, blue-collar type player. And I know the people in the city of Chicago can respect that about him. And we're going to miss him. Don't know how these other players are going to pan out. Dougie McDermott, he was only there for, for a few seasons. And we're going we're gonna to miss him as well. We're going to miss that perimeter shooting. But we are getting that perimeter shooting in Morrow. Morrow is one of the better three-point shooters in the league. The Bulls organization, they very high on Cameron Payne. And we just have to see how he's going to pan out. He could be the point guard of the future because it's clearly been stated that Rondo would not be back probably next season. And Mark, Michael Carter-Williams as well would not be there as well. So hopefully we can get this thing turned around build around the man Jimmy Butler and move on from there. Now let's talk about the Lakers. The Lakers didn't make a trade for Paul George. I know Laker Nation is probably upset about that because they got Tyler Ennis. (laughs) They got Tyler Ennis from the Houston Rockets and they traded away Marcelo Herders and what's your thoughts about that trade? Uh, I know this is probably more of 
toward tanking, which I know Matt Johnson's not going to say that they are trying to tank the season. But what is your thoughts about that trade? This is this is more of a this is more of a for me because because of Horace's contract situation. He, he was going into that final year of his rookie deal, and he's also he's also one of those guys that that really wasn't that good to begin with. He was more of a role player than he was a starter. He was a spot starter for the Lakers this season. When you look at when you look at it from the Lakers standpoint. You look at the Lakers looking toward the future, looking toward the draft, and you're also looking at the Lakers looking toward free agency, not only this year but in 2018 as well. So mm-hmm. if they can pick up some, they can pick up some some players that they can sign on the low, and I think they, I think they can they think they can get a couple players on the low for this season to sign to two the two three year deals, and also have enough cap room. To match out with one player this season, this this off season, and possibly a Paul George, possibly a Clay Thompson in 2018, because Clay Thompson we all know may opt out after next season. So we're we're looking at that as well. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of leeway for the Lakers right now. There's a lot of leeway. It, there's a lot of leeway amongst a lot of teams as well as the Lakers. You look at look at Orlando, um, and, and I know I'm I'm jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but we look at Orlando, we look at look at the mm-hmm. Lakers, and we look at and we look at Sacramento. These are all teams that are maneuvering themselves to make runs at players in free agency, not only this summer but next summer. So I think this is it's an okay deal for for the Lakers. It's smart, but you know you're still not helping Luke Walton at all. Yeah, not for the short term. No, this is this doesn't help Luke Walton. But in the long term, they get the get that cap space down a little more, so they can go after the likes of Paul George or maybe even Russell Westbrook. His name has been brought up as a possible. And he's a free agent after this year. He can opt out after this year. So. Hmm. You got a lot of yeah, we, you got a lot of guys out this year. So Yeah, I I just hope he don't pull another K D. Uh, that that to me was kinda awkward not telling someone you call your little brother that you were leaving to go to another team. So I hope that Russell Russell Westbrook would tell the organization and his teammates that hey, you know, this is the reason why I want to leave and blah blah blah. But moving along uh, we had a couple of other notable trades. Uh, it, it really didn't catch a blip on the radar, though, but uh, we could talk about uh, K.J. McDaniels. Uh, he was traded from Houston to Brooklyn Nets for cash considerations. Also, Mike Scott was traded away from the Hawks to Phoenix for a second-round pick and rights to sink Acule and also cash as well. But the one I want to talk to you about is the Toronto Raptors and the Phoenix Suns trade, uh, which Toronto got P.J. Tucker for Jared Sullinger and two second-round picks, one for the 2017 draft and the 2018 draft. I know Toronto is positioning themselves to compete with the Cavaliers, and I would like to know your thoughts about it because before this was made, they made a trade in the early part of the week, or matter of fact, it was Valentine's Day, uh, when they re- 
receives Serge Ibaka for Terrence Ross and a 2017 first-round pick. So where do you see Toronto going with these key additions going into the playoffs? You know, I like Serge Ibaka. I like Serge Ibaka and the center, the other center for Toronto. I think they can they, mm-hmm. they make a great front court. I, I think this is a great trade for Toronto. I know Terrence Ross has been there pretty much a lifer at, at uh, Toronto. But with the likes of Kyle Lowry and and uh, DeMar DeRozan, now you have, you know, uh, you have Serge Ibaka and you have um, the big Latvian there. You you give yourselves mm-hmm. a fighting chance. You give yourself you give yourself a chance to make it back to the to the Eastern Conference Finals. And not only that, you have a veteran presence that's been there before, that's played in the NBA Finals, that's played in big playoff games. So with that being said, this is great for Toronto. And again, it hurts Phoenix because nobody wants to play at Phoenix. And the and the reason why nobody wants to play at Phoenix, Phoenix is playing in a dilapidated arena, an outdated arena. I mean, so this is the problem that you have with Phoenix. Phoenix does not I mean, Phoenix they need a new arena. They could move out and do a share with the Coyote, with the NHL's Coyotes, but mm-hmm. that brings them out of out of um, the city of Phoenix. That brings them into the suburbs, which is something that they don't want to do. They want to stay in inside of Phoenix. They actually want to build a new arena in Phoenix. So, in the city of Phoenix. So this is what makes this this trade awkward for me is that. Who would want to go to Phoenix? I mean, I know it's a sunny area, but who would want to play in an awful arena like that? You know, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, that arena reminds me so much of the Key Arena in in Seattle of how dark it was. I mean, if you remember the, the Key Arena, mm-hmm. and in some spots on the court, it was really, really dark. And it, and we watched Phoenix. I watched Phoenix Suns games when they come on TNT or, you know, whenever I, I get a chance to watch them, in some areas of the court, it's really, really dark. I mean, it really is dark. So it's just a hard thing for me to to say, why would you want to go to Phoenix? This is obviously a better trade for Toronto than it is for Phoenix. And you can't sleep on Phoenix as as the city, man. That's that's the retirement community. That's where people go to play golf all the time, and it stays sunny most of the year. <laughs> so, even though the the franchise might not be where it needs to be right now, and the facilities might not be up to par, you definitely definitely got to visit Phoenix at some point to go golfing oh, yeah, and, and and experience the desert. And there's no slight. There's no slight on the city itself. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've you've helped build a you've helped build a billion dollar stadium for the for the Cardinals. You've helped build a five hundred and seventy five million dollar arena for the Coyotes. Now it's time to help your sons. I mean, I know there's been some innovations to that arena before, but this is a, almost a thirty year old building. A lot of things are outdated. A lot of the concourses are way smaller than than what they used to, than what they were in the mm-hmm. past. So we we have to we have to think about 
possibly building a new arena for them. I mean, I know that there's been some talks of a new arena being built for them, just like there have been some talks of of the United Center at the new talks of a new arena for the Bulls and the Blackhawks, even though there's been major renovations done to the United Center in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some there's some talk there as well. So. We'll be talking. More, we'll be talking more about this in the future. I know this. I know for for that fact. We'll be talking more about this in the future. Ritz and Band is powered by Solar Headphones, the world's first solar power headphones. You can find them at www.solarheadphones.com. We have more coming up on the show today. We have a jam-packed two-hour show. Thank you all for tuning in. We're gonna take a quick station break, and we'll be right back. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code gray? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
back to Rex and Maine. We are back on the air. We're going to get up, get on to some other topics for today's show. When one topic I do want to talk about with the main event is the fake news that is going on. It's been going on for quite a while. You see it all the time on social media. But our president, President Trump, he is tired of he is tired of the fake news media. And matter of fact, he has called out a few media outlets such as New York Times, NBC News, ABC, CBS, CNN, and many more. What is your thought about the fake news that he's portraying that these companies are doing? And also, second question on that: Is the fake news the enemy of the American people? For the love of God, man. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Look, I'm going to get on the soapbox here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to get up and walk around. I just got my solar headphones in, so I'm going to walk around my house. And walk around, I'm going to walk around with the, the, the box, the owner's box for a minute. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to just put it out here just like this. Any news that perpetuates Donald Trump as being someone that he, that he isn't or that he says he isn't, it's always fake news, <laughs> except for those news those news outlets like Fox News, who is Republican love, who is Republican friendly. If we look at it from that standpoint, if I'm not mistaken, am I right or wrong? Right. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, I mean, let's just let's just put it out here like this: Donald Trump. He's trying everything he possibly can to get himself impeached. I mean, you're defying court orders by by trying to rewrite your immigration order. You're you're calling fake news people that report on you as fake news. You have a press secretary who's an idiot. You have your <laughs> well, who is Steve Bannon anyway? Where did he come from? <laughs> I mean. I mean, I, I don't know where, where else to go with this. I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to wrap my head around what the hell is Donald Trump thinking? I mean, I almost want to drop bars just then because I'm listening to this music in the background. So I'm, I'm like in that rap stick right now. But <laughs> yet I digress. So, I mean, I, I don't know how to even, how to imply what I mean. So I'm just going to put it in layman's terms for everybody to, to understand. All news is fake news when it's not good news about Donald Trump. Just going to put it out like that. Now, on the flip side, you have a staunch Republican in Joe Scarborough, who is an MSNBC anchor, who says that who says that Donald Trump could be impeached within six months. And there's also a city in California, Richmond, California. If you remember Richmond, right outside of Oakland, they've unanimously approved for Donald Trump to be impeached. There is a perfect storm that is about to brew just because People don't want Donald Trump in office anymore because of what he's doing in office. I mean, he's making all these 
all these rules. He's making he's making all these executive orders that don't make any sense. I mean, that's just like me going into going into Weight Watchers and saying I'm skinny. <laughs> when we all know I'm not. I mean, we on radio. On, we can't come see on. you. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the whatever. fake news thing. I mean, it's, the fa- it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I see you very passionate about about Trump. <laughs> I'm trying not to be, man. I, I mean, I'm trying to be as politically co- as politically cool as possible, but I can't. I just can't. What you, what you really think about Trump? <laughs> he's, a, he's a blithering idiot. I mean, um, you gotta respect the office, though, man. <laughs> oh, I do. He's our president. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like the Rod McClellans and the Tom Ledbetters of the world and be like, "Oh, he's an idiot. He's this. He's that." No, when you really act like an idiot, you are an idiot. When you yeah, when you say racist things, when you say racist things. That are blatantly racist, blatantly sexist, blatantly just bullheaded and being a pig. I'm gonna call you out on it. And it's just like these people in this in this chat that I'm in. They're staunch Republicans, <laughs> but yet they're so bigoted, they're so racist in the way that they they're so bigoted and they're so they're so blatantly obviously. Bigoted that I try to avoid even talking to them because talking to them makes my makes my IQ drop down seven points every time I talk to them. Like just for let real. Me, let me ask you this, man. Why 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 do we feel like we got to put labels on on ourselves? Why we do? Why we have to be Republicans or Democrats and independents? Why we can't just be people? People of the United States of America. Oh, because we're trying to make America great again. We know this. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. America is great I mean, according to who? <laughs> America was already great. Okay. I I did this post on Facebook a couple of days ago and um mm-hmm. where we were talking where he was talking about millions, not thousands, millions can be targeted for deportation and immigration. The immigration laws can be can be uh, sent back to their countries. Because we do know that there are some people who are here on work visas. There are some people that are here on student visas, so forth, what have you. Some people have overstayed their welcome. Some people have actually gotten married to American citizens. But they're still subject to deportation because they've they've stayed here too long. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fake news. Oh, but this is all fake. But this is something that came out of your mouth, Mister Trump. All right, so here's my thing, and I'm gonna be as literal and visual as visual as you possibly can get. It's just like we just like I challenged everybody last week. To look to your left, look to your right, 
talk to people, get to know people. But America was not built by real Americans. Okay, we are all of African, Asian, and European descent. Right or wrong? Right. So when I look at when I look at things like this, and I and I, and I read about things like this, I'm thinking when people say go back to your country. I don't even know where my country is. I don't even know if it's Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Angola, the Ivory Coast, um, Cameroon. It's America. What have you. But we live here in America. I was born here in America. You weren't born here. You were born here in America. Yeah, we have generational people that were here in America. Yeah. That, that, that's what my birth certificate has. Yes. So how can you be sending me to another country where I was born here just like you were? Okay. Oh. Now. Now. I don't know. I don't know about you, man. I don't know about you, man. But uh, I don't want to go to Africa. <laughs> it's too hot. I'm just putting it's it out hot. there. It's too hot. There's no hating. I love. I love the history. I love the continent. I I can't live in Africa, man. I I have no way of knowing how to survive in Africa. I, I can't either. I would, I would die of heat exhaustion. It's too hot. And what do they eat over there? I mean, I know they eat food just like me and you do, but is it good food? Is it food that I would eat? Or is it food that I'm not allergic to? Because I do have a lot of food allergies. I mean, I'm just looking at it from that standpoint. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fat boy who likes to eat. I don't think I can survive in Africa. Unless you send me to South Africa. Yeah, South Africa uh, is more modernized. So when people make that statement, go back to Africa, we never been. Now, our ancestors came from Africa. I respect that. I respect all the blood, sweat, and tears that they had to endure, including death, to fight from mm-hmm. there to coming over here and, and dealing with with the laws over here in America. But we're not from Africa. We are Americans just like everybody else, and everybody need to come together and just try to make this nation as as best as we can. But uh, I want to ask you some. The main event is Batman a superhero? Is Batman a superhero? Yes. Batman a superhero? That's a good question. Yes. Okay. Are we looking at this from a standpoint of him being? Rich and has a lot of contraptions, or we're looking at him mm-hmm. as being a superhero with a lot of contraptions. Okay, that's the same question. Never mind. <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase myself. Please rephrase that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of messed that up because that, that that was all in my head is what I was going to say, but then it just whatever. Anyway, that was funny. Yeah, but. Do I look at Okay we look Oh, at I got you stomped on I mean, this is a good one This is a good one <laughs> I've got an explanation So let me, let, me, let me get to it real quick Okay, you got Bruce Wayne Who's a billionaire And Batman who is a superhero But he's a superhero With some passion He doesn't have an actual superpower so does that make him a superhero? 
not necessarily a superhero, but it does make him a hero. So we can take the super off of it and make just make him a hero. I agree with you on that, and also Adman Wendy, she chimed in. She said, "No, he's not a superhero. He has no superpowers." I do agree with that as well. He's a man with a lot of money and a lot of gadgets, but he's not a superhero. The reason why I asked you that. Batmobile's a hell of a vehicle, man. Oh yes, and we all can own a Batmobile. There's not anything super about that. We can get one built uh, to look like that or a replica of it. The reason why I with asked you. With the fire you, uh, coming out of it. Yes, with the fire coming out of it. <laughs> yes. yes. There are over 492 billionaires. So why we don't have a Batman in today's society? We do. His name is Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you also oh, so you you consider him being Batman? I mean, look at it this way. He already trumps Trump. Wow, I just used Trump's bad pun. Okay. We look at we look at Donald Trump's wealth, two point two billion, as opposed to Vladimir Putin, who is three hundred twenty two billion strong. We look at the two. We look at what Vladimir Putin has, or as Donald says, doesn't have because it's fake news. We look at the nuclear weapons that he has. We look at the blonde women that he can send over as spies. And we look at the Kremlin, which looks like which looks like the, the little picture from the game Tetris. You remember the game Tetris? And yeah, I loved the, it. I used to play it all the time, man. Game. On the yes, yeah. on the Game Boy. Well, yes, I play play hours of Tetris. I mean, but you remember the picture, right? That yeah, I remember the picture. Was on the box, right? Yeah, yeah it was a Moscow so, picture of the the palace. Yes. So you got a cool palace like that, and you got the White House that's right across the street from the projects. I mean, you kind of have to like balance the <laughs> two out. I mean, I mean, what's wrong okay. with the White House across from the projects, man? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. That was a bad pun. I don't even know where else to go with that. I'm just. I'm just oh, Oh man, yeah, I want to know what. <laughs> I hey. mean, okay, there's nothing wrong with the project. Don't get me wrong, okay. Oh I'm yeah, it's nothing wrong with the project. I'm, I'm just saying that it's so close to an area where there's potential to have violence, whereas right. opposed to where the Kremlin is, like right in the middle of the city. So I mean, when you look at it from that standpoint, there's a lot of security around. But there's also a lot of security around the White House, but you don't have an electric fence, and people still climb over the fence. I mean, what kind of point, what kind of sense does that make? Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> We're going to go to another subject. Next question. We're going to take a quick station break while yeah. the main event gather his thoughts. <laughs> and we'll I be just right. Dug Yes, we're going to get you out of it after these messages. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Welcome back to Reds and Maine. We got some breaking news in the sports. It's been announced that Ben Simmons will not play this season. He will be kept out for the rest of the season due to a foot injury, which he pretty much that occurred right before the regular season. So the GM Brian Coangelo he decided to pull him out. And I know that Philadelphia has had a history of. Their draft picks been injured with Embiid. has been the latest one, and but he has played some this year. He's still currently out, but he should be back in about a week or so. So what is your thoughts about Ben Simmons not playing in his first year in the NBA? 
you know, Ben Simmons is one of those dynamic young players that you that you hope would have been able to play this season because I think he would have brought some excitement to the Wells Fargo Center and to the city of Philadelphia. Uh, with that being said, I think that this is a great move for Philadelphia to stick him for the rest of the season because mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt your prized pupil for next season. And I think that was a I think that was the case with Joel Embiid as well. But Joel Joel had to have a second surgery to fix that that bone that just would not heal. Now he had some swelling in the same was I think it was the same foot that he broke is the same foot that's giving him trouble now. If I'm not mistaken. Right. T Rex is up. So with that being said, I mean, this is a great this is a great move by by the seventy sixers. I applaud the move. I I really thought, you know, Ben Simmons should have stayed at LSU one more year. But given the things that he said about playing college basketball, it being a year of a, of a, rent, a, a quote unquote rental year where he just learns the game, I mean, I, I think that that's totally wrong. And and especially for a young man who is who is Australian and who's an Australian American who could have played could have played in the Olympics for Australia, could have played in the Olympics for the United States. I mean, his father is his father is an American. Even though he hasn't, he hasn't lived in America. He's lived in Australia his whole life. So I mean, this is a guy who has talent for the future that I wish could have said things a little bit different from what he said last season. I mean, that's that's why I lost a little bit of respect for him because he did not give the college game the respect that it, that it deserved. Moving it on to some pop culture news, Beyonce. It's not performing at Coachella. She was scheduled to be the headliner of that great festival out there in Cali. But she is not performing. So who do you feel should be the replacement? Or do you have a personal preference on who you would like to see at Coachella or at any festival? You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, at this lineup of, of bands here. And, you know, a couple of bands that I would love to see here, I mean, even though they don't really fit within within what they have here, I would love to have seen a Tupac here. I would love to have seen a Biggie here. Um, maybe, maybe even Wu-Tang. I mean, those are my three favorite, those are my three favorite rap artists and rap bands ever. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe even a Lloyd Banks or a, or a 50 Cent. I know 50 Cent has played Coachella before, before it was called Coachella. So we look at it from that standpoint. But the young the young people that we're going to hear from this year do not sleep on this guy, Stormzy. Stormzy is one of those guys from London who's got, who's got bars. And I hope that you guys go to his YouTube channel and just listen to him. Um, He's one of those. He's a he's a very versatile rapper from the city again from the city of London. Um, he's gonna he, he's gonna be making his American debut at Coachella. So very excited to see him at Coachella, and I'm very excited to see Coachella, which we'll see it on uh, HDNet and also um, taped on. Um, I think TNT had it last year. 
uh, taped version of it that played later in the year. So we're, we're, it's going to be fun to see it. And also you can I watch it live you. on YouTube as well. I agree with you on the um, the Dead or Alive, like as far as Biggie, Tupac, Wu Tang, eh. but Lord Banks, uh, man. Lord Banks. Hey, I, 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 I I know you've been talking about Lord Banks a lot. Uh, as been one of your favorites, but Lord Banks. <laughs> I would Lord you, you Banks, had to explain. I mean, you, had to, you had to explain that to me. Okay, if you look back to the G Unit. To when the G, when G Unit was G Unit when they were really popping really popular, Lloyd Banks had bars like this. I mean, it was him and Yayo for me that had the mm-hmm. bars in the group. I mean, no slight to Fifty, no slight to Young Buck, but you look at Yayo and you look at Lloyd Banks. I mean, those were the two that had the passion. Those were the two who had who had the real effect on what on what G Unit was. 50 was the driving force. He was the producer behind it. My name is Bennett, and I But when you have guys like, when you have guys who want to perfect their craft, and that's what Tony Yayo and, and Lloyd Banks did at that point in time. They perfected their craft. Now, you don't hear much about them because they were signed to Def Jam. And when they went back, when they went back and tried to write stuff and toured and stuff, a lot of people forgot about them. So when you sign to a big major label like like they did, I mean you're mm-hmm. often forgotten about. I mean, and, and, and you know this to be true because you're more you're more of a music guy than I am. But when you hear about the Lloyd Banks of the world, and then you don't hear from him because his album Hunger for More that was a great album. I mean that for me that's a classic because you can go you can get that album. You can put it in. You can put it in your CD in, in your CD player, and you can still jam out to it. I mean, I put that. I mean, like I said, I put that. I mean, I'm for real. I put that. I will. I can put that in my CD player right now, and I can jam out to that. I can drive around. I can ride out to it. I can listen to every song on that CD. It's the same way with Snoop's Dogfather album. It's the same way with Snoop's. Um, the first album, Doggy Style, Tupac, any Tupac album, any big album, I mean, Far Side, <laughs> Top Talk Quest, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, I mean, need I go, need I go on to say more? I mean, it's all about the interpretation of the, of the music and not the actual music itself, for me. But Lord Banks, man, Lord Banks. <laughs> My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. Yeah, man. Where would I you, mean, I like. Lord. Where would you put Lord Banks in your top ten? Oh, he'd be a solid seven. I mean, like he's not—he's not in the top ten. He's not in in that top five. I mean, top five mean pop big, Nas, M. I mean, M's like that five six, but you know, and I don't even—I don't even know who I would have as a four. So, I mean. I got a top three, for real. Now, as far as somebody opening Coachella or headlining Dead or Alive, you know I got to go with my boy Bob, man, Bob Marley. Definitely top of the list. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many, there's so many 
groups, the pop being people like that. I mean, I would go with the Doors. I would go with Nirvana, Soundgarden. I mean, well, Soundgarden has played Coachella before, but Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I mean, any of the Seattle grunge groups, even Smashing Pumpkins, I would even go with Smashing Pumpkins. I know they played Coachella before as well. So, I mean, this is a, there's, a, there's so many different groups out there that I could, I could, I could see being headliners there. But one, but one person that we, one, one person that we haven't talked about that could be a part of Coachella, that should be a part of Coachella this year. And who who is that? The main event, Lloyd Banks. <laughs> Actually, I was gonna say Usher. I was gonna say Usher. Hmm. And we know that's Usher. very interesting. That's very interesting. I, I yes, yeah, I, I like Usher. New, Usher with the new album coming out pretty soon, or it's, uh, the EP's out, but the album itself comes out really, really soon. Uh, the full album comes out soon. So, and then, you know, we look at some other young talent that we don't talk about, like, like Daily, Janae Iko, mm-hmm. Yuna. I mean, there's so many, there's so many different ways that we can we can talk about. So many different different groups that we can talk about. I mean, myself. I mean, I even think Blink One Eighty Two as well. So, like I said, there's a lot. And I keep thinking them off, and I keep rhyming them off. So I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, it, it, there's many names that can be headliners for Coachella. Um, oh, I got it, Lil Yachty. Oh no! <laughs> Hold on, we got to stop. <laughs> no. My name Bennett, no. and I ain't in I, it. Oh no! You hear the sarcasm in my voice? Oh no! Oh no, Jermaine! Jermaine! No. <laughs> the main event, no! Did you? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I don't think we can handle the truth yes, on that, man. Yes, I can. It was a joke. Oh. Look, whenever you get whenever you get out bought and you get you get straight just pimp slapped by an actor who's not even a who, who's not even a rapper in a rap game, but he threw bars at you and even embarrassed you. Yeah, look at you know, and then you disrespect then you disrespect the past the past guys, the guys who have paved the way for you. To be a rapper, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like him. But when you disrespect the rap game as it is, when you disrespect the Sugar Hill games, you disrespect the Furious Fives, you disrespect the Curtis Blows, the Run DMCs, the the Pops, the Bigs, the Jay Zs. I mean, yes, I yes, I included Jay Z in this, but you include those guys. In this, and you actually, actually, dumb those down because a guy said, "I'm gonna play some classic tracks for you," and you tell him no. That mm-hmm. makes that makes you a non-factor in the rap game. That makes you that makes you 
rap, that makes you not even a part of the hip hop culture. That makes you, that actually makes you a leper. That makes you, that makes you vapor in my eyes. Would I buy your album? No. That's just like Migos. Migos is like a knockoff version of, knockoff version of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes. Hey, 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 you can't be talking about Migos now. Hey. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. Migos is, I mean, Migos is good. Don't they get a pass. Wrong. They get a pass. They get a pass because they're from Gwinnett County. <laughs> they're from the state of Georgia. That's why they get a pass from me. But my thing is, Migos, they take their style from Bone Thugs and Harmony. You can hear the harmonizing in their voice. You can hear the harmonizing in their rhymes. You can hear the harmonizing in, in what they do. And Quavo's got some bars, but the other two, mm-hmm. who are they? <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Quavo could probably be a solo rapper and probably and probably sell out tours by himself. I mean, I I think he's got that kind of talent, but he he diluted himself in a way. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's the way I feel about him. Yeah, I I give Migos a pass. They they got they they do have that mumble rap, but I have listened to a few of their songs and they actually have some bars and they actually discuss stuff in their some of their songs. So they, they I get them a pass. They gonna get a pass here on Rex and Main unless you interject. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll give them a pass too. I mean, and I give them a pass just because they're from Gwinnett County. They're from the state of Georgia, just like I am. So from that standpoint, yeah, I'll give him a pass. But I just want to hear more of the talent come out and not and, and less of the mumble because you hear that you hear that enough. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I totally agree so with you. Main event. That's how it goes down. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it goes down. You know. It's how we do things around him, man. I mean, like, we can agree to disagree on a lot of things. But when you have the love and the passion for music, sports, and news, and, and, and entertainment the way that we do, we kind of, mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, we kind of differ in our opinions on certain things. But at the same time, we can respect each other's opinions. And I can see where you're coming from with Migos. And I can, and, and you can see where I'm coming from with Migos. I just want to see more talent. Yeah. That's all. I want to see, I want to hear more of what they have to say and not what they're going to say. Rex and Maine is powered by Solar Headphones, the world's first solar-powered headphones. Please go check them out at www.com solarheadphones.com we are in hour number two of Rets and Maine we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back yeah, I feel you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now but with your legacy as well um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind that I changed the world and I have fun doing it 
all got dreams. I keep them rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine. Sword as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. Run it. See, you're going to have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh. Uh. What? Gentlemen getting after his Got dreams, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got I keep it rolling cause we all got Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides. Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time. Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack. Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe. I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need. Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease. Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees. I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel. Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels. The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real. From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still. We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition. Introducing what's missing, and young minds that are lifted. I throw myself on the road of living by higher means. This just the sound of me getting after my dreams. Run it. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yo, 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 yo. Check it out. Uh. So my mama, I'ma be a potter before a leader. Let me explain. I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams and be in the field with the people. I'm out of Caesar. Delegate through my actions. Let my life do the preaching. You gotta mold the clay before you be Ali. Cash is the root of the evil around me. I mean what I'm speaking. Call the truth and you call it deep. Reach your mind with the power. Moses used to open the sea, nigga. See, nigga. Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you. Making a note of every time you struggle. But never forget, an ending is nothing without the plot leading up to it. He brought you to it. He gon' lead you through it. Know that it's real. And 
my faith is a trophy, I have to prove it. See, I was born a king who just grew accustomed to losing. But I learned the only way to stand out is to be outstanding. So demand your greatness, despite of what the demand is. Drink, drink. Welcome back to Rets and Maine. We are in hour number two. We are powered by Solar Headphones. Make sure you check them Speaking out. Speaking of Solar Headphones, I have mine in right now. Yes. <laughs> good plug, good plug, good plug on that. They, they definitely some good headphones, y'all. Uh, they have an Indiegogo page going on right now. They're trying to raise over $30,000 to actually bring those Solar Headphones to the market. You can go to their page at www.com solarheadphones.com they are worth it you got to check them out now Jermaine oh, yeah. the main event I want to talk about yes. <laughs> um, we watch a lot of Netflix here me and my yes. wife we, we, watch, we watch a lot of Netflix and there was a series a that we, we watched it was actually two seasons it was called Narcos pretty much about Pablo Escobar's life um, how he got started with uh, cocaine and everything, beginning and in between, and eventually the death of Pablo. But something was brought to my attention by the ad men, and I also saw, saw some stories about this, about his son going on record to say that his dad was really working for the CIA, and he was selling cocaine on behalf of them. So what what is your thoughts about that? Because I know they talk about, and we talk about the war on drugs, but we also know at the same time, is there really a war on drugs? Because the drugs have destroyed America. And I know Donald Trump is trying to make America great again. But what do you think about Pablo Escobar working for the CIA to bring drugs into the country? Well, you know, there's been there's been different things that have been said about this, and uh, I think I'll go back as far as uh, 1979 is where they said that the first real epidemic in, in drugs in the black community really happened. So when we look at it from that standpoint, it was always CIA driven, it was always FBI driven, and also it was also a way to generate money. You know, in a sense, to build new prisons, to build, um, to build certain things within government. So, is there a conspiracy theory to this? I think that it could be, but at the same time, is it really what people really think? I mean, we have to like really read between the lines in this. When crack cocaine first was introduced to us in the country. It was introduced in the, in, in the black communities in the 80s. Now that it's become a full-blown epidemic, it's become cocaine, it's become methamphetamine, it's become things of this nature. So, yes, I think that there is a certain amount of, I think there's a certain amount of truth to it, but I think that there has to be some more investigation into it from from a reading standpoint, I think we need to educate ourselves a little bit more on this. So, what are your thoughts? 
I want you to wrap your mind around this figure that I'm about to give out. I believe he was working for the CIA. He was making, no lie, $60 million a day. I want you to think about that. $60 million a day, that's $420 million a week. He was making, selling cocaine in the United States. Top 10 on the Forbes list as the richest man or woman in the world. That is a lot of selling, dude. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care what industry that you have going on to make $60 million a day. Someone knew something and was very aware of what he was doing before eventually, of course, they turned on him and killed him. But $60 million a day. Imagine making $60 million a day. Hold your thought real quick. I remember there was a eighty it was a nineteen eighty eight miniseries done on Pablo Escobar. It was a Tamarina story, if you remember, Drug Wars. It was a story of the FBI agent who was killed by Pablo Escobar and his uh his cartel when that when the CIA actually tried to infiltrate the cartel. The Medellin cartel. Mm-hmm. He was one of the ones that was tortured and killed. One of the FBI agents that was tortured and killed uh, in Medellin, and it also started a bit of a of a conflict between the Colombian government and the American government, headed by at that point in time was the last year of Ronald Reagan's administration before it turned over to um, to George Bush. So, and that's George H. W. Bush. So we look at it from that standpoint, and we look at all, look at all these things that happen. It, there is some some clarification of what happened, or who who actually did the hit, who actually um, instructed people to kill both Escobar and Camarena. So was Camarena a a decoy to get what they really wanted, which was infiltration into the Medellin cartel? to find a way to kill Pablo Escobar and to take that money that he had? Or how how else can we explain this? That's some powerful stuff, man. $60 million a day. That That's the number I'm just harping on. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm harping on it, too. I, just, I, don't, I, I mean, I'm really thinking about that. And we look at it, like I said, we look at it you know, from a monetary standpoint. Sixty million dollars a day. That's almost four. That's almost what forty billion dollars a year. Four hundred billion dollars a year. If I'm doing the math right. I don't know if you're doing the math right, <laughs> but uh, I don't think I'm doing the math right either. But I mean, it's about about thirteen, over, fourteen billion. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just. I mean, we're really doing this right. I mean, God Almighty. <coughs> Excuse me. How can God you fly Almighty. under the radar? How can you fly under the radar making $60 million a day? You can't. Well, when you when you own you own other things, own legit businesses the way that the way that um 
Yeah, Escobar did. I mean, he owned the soccer club in Medellin. He owned um, Millionarios. He owned night he owned nightclubs around Medellin. He owned nightclubs around Cali as well. Um, so, yeah, there was you know there's some legitimacy to the money that he was making, but we all know what the real money was about. I mean, he had a lot of money tied into the '94 World Cup too. But he was actually going to give, if Columbia won the World Cup in 94, which was in the United States, he was going to give right. each player $10 million. And this was, and Columbia was a favorite to win the World Cup in 1994. Mm-hmm. They were in the same group with the United States. And we all know what happened there. And we all know what happened in the aftermath uh, with Andreas Escobar. No relation, um, but he was made to be the scapegoat of the Colombian um, soccer club, the Colombian national team. So we look at it from from this from this way. It's not it's not conceivable that he didn't have his hand in that murder as well. And it's not it's not it's it's not as it's hard to see him even saying, hey, come at me to the American government if that's what you really want to do. So, I mean, this is a fearless guy. A fearless guy. Now, we're going to move on to a little sweeter news. We broadcast in a town of about, what, maybe 9,000. Guess what we getting in the city, man? Guess what we are getting in the city? Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that yeah. jingle, <laughs> but yes, we are getting a Dunkin' Donuts, man, right down the street from our house. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's right it, down the street from your house. It's right yeah. on the corner from your house. Right, walking distance. Yeah, I, I can actually probably can smell. I can smell the coffee and the donuts. From from my house. What, what what is your Ooh. thoughts about us getting a Dunkin' Donuts in such a small town where we don't have many things? <laughs> I mean, having a Dunkin' Donuts in this town is, is huge. I mean, we got a Dairy Queen finally, so yes. which is a good thing. We have a KFC, which is. No comment. We have a, we have a <laughs> set of these. <laughs> you know, I like Captain D's. No comment. Captain D's is awesome. You know, we have a McDonald's with Bait Burgers. They're the rudest people. Yeah, they're the rudest people in the world at that particular this particular McDonald's. We have five Waffle Houses in the area. Okay, two, but who's counting? But you notice that we only have one McDonald's, and we don't have <laughs> any kind of we don't have any kind of restaurant restaurants. I mean, we have a lot of Mexican restaurants, but we don't have a chain restaurant here, and we don't have a true Italian restaurant because they're owned by Greek people. They have Greek cuisine and a, as well. So, and a main event just threw me a lob. You just threw me a lob. 
we can tie we can tie everything we can tie everything to Donald Trump. If Donald Trump goes along with his immigration and try to remove all the illegal people in this area, what are we gonna do about the Mexican restaurants, man? Oh, that's gonna piss me I off. love Mexican food. I'm just gonna put that there. Man, the cheese dippers is awesome. And what I mean, what about Laredo's in, in Auburn, man? Like going down there. Getting that great salsa, getting that great food, dude. Can we drive down there later on today, like for real? I mean, <laughs> it was something brought to my attention. About food. It was something brought to my attention couple a uh, couple of days ago. I'm going to need leave the restaurant nameless. It was a lot of rednecks in the Mexican restaurant, and I know. Probably about ninety percent of them are Trump supporters, and they probably agree with the immigration. But they are all enjoying Mexican food. We have more Mexican foods per square mile in this area than any other restaurant. This is true. We got what? Four, what would happen? Three? What would happen if, if, say, some of those workers? Are here illegally and they have to go back because of Donald Trump. Where will everybody go to eat? We're in a whole world of trouble then, that's the case. I mean, <laughs> I mean if, if that's the case, then we look at this. If, if we're going to talk about Mexican restaurants, we, well, what about the Chinese restaurants? I mean, we only have yeah. what, two, three around here. I mean, or the Asian, the Asian cuisine, I should say. I mean, this this executive order. Okay, you just you just you just tap that alley back to me. So I'm gonna go ahead and dunk it for you real quick. <laughs> this immigration order for me is just it's really just causing a lot of a lot of hoopla and a lot of hysteria because. You're trying to say you have to get tough, you have to do things to make America great again. But who's going to get out there and help those guys, help the people on the farms? Who's going to get out there and pick all the pick all the fruits in in the in the fruit uh, in the fruit gardens? You're not. You're not, and you're not. And I'm talking to all those people who say. They're taking jobs away from us. They're taking jobs away from you because you won't you won't sacrifice the time to get off your ass and do some work. And then you have people. I'll re, I'll leave them nameless from a certain chat. We all know who that chat is. Who loves to throw the word welfare out? Go home. Your butt hurts. But in the eight, like I said, in the past. In the eight years that that Barack Obama was in office, you were the first person to to jump on his keyboard and say all the things you need to say. To you people out there who love to talk behind a keyboard and not face to face with people, that further lets me know how cowardly you are. You're nothing more than a keyboard gangster. Because as soon as somebody uh-huh. comes to your face, as soon as somebody comes to your face and tells you what what the real is about you and what they think about you, 
You're going to cower down and you're going to bitch up just like you always do. Just like you did when you were in court. When, <laughs> just like you did when you were in court. And the ruling came down that you had to pay six hundred thousand dollars to this to this particular politician, and then you cry, you grovel, and you go, "I'm so sorry, I don't have the money to pay him." But you don't even have a job. All you do is sit at your house. I mean, you you build houses. You get paid under the table. You can't even pay this guy back because. You're too busy behind the keyboard instead of actually doing what you should be doing, which is getting on your ass and working and paying this man his $600,000 back. But you want to be behind the keyboard and you want to be God and you want to show people, hey, I'm this Republican guy who I can make this, you know, I can make this opinion because I'm, I'm the admin in this group and if you have a different opinion from me, I can kick you out. It's people like you that make America what America is right now. It's in shambles. I mean, you, you really want to talk? <laughs> you really want to talk about this? This is I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you, T Rex. Drop it on me. There is a merger that 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 Donald Trump is trying to push between two uh, companies. Um, to sell seed. Now, if this merger goes through, the people who voted for you, the farmers, the workers on the farms, on the farms that in those in those states that voted for you, and what we call the flyover states in the Midwest and in and in the western in the uh, central parts of the country. Ninety percent of those people will lose their farms, lose their homes, and they will lose their jobs with this merger because there won't be any use for you, you people, if this happens. The farm well, we jobs see. will be lost. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The farm no, jobs will be lost. The farm jobs will be lost. But it's all driven by the mighty dollar. And you're talking about the elitist. You don't even know what the, I mean, you people talk, y'all want to throw around elite? His cabinet, (laughs) all of his cabinet is within the 1% of the world right now, of the 1% of the population right now, which means that there are millionaires who are of the business world who he's brought in to run the country like a freaking business. I'm not a pet. I'm not anybody's pet. But what I do do is I go I go to work. I come home every day. I eat. I drink. I eat. I sleep. I watch TV. You're talking about regulating the internet. You're talking about doing all these things because you want to be in control of everything. And when you think that you're in control of everything, it really makes you look just idiotic. I mean, you're not even, you're 34 days in. 
you had three international incidents. You had one country declare war on us. You had you had North Korea test a nuclear weapon and shot it in the Pacific Ocean, and it lands exactly halfway between here and Seattle, Washington. You have a Russian spy ship that has shown up in international waters that's like 80 miles off the coast of the United States. But you're sitting up here and you want an immigrant to leave. I'm going to throw another piece of knowledge out here, T-Rex. You know that 27% you know that 27% of our military right now is of foreign descent? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Some of these, some of these guys weren't even born here, but they're making lives of themselves in our armed forces. But you don't want them here. You don't want them here, though. I mean, I mean, we definitely what know what the main event. We definitely know what, what 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 gets the main event going though. <laughs> we just throw him up a Trump line. <laughs> he, he he's very passionate. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, know your know your know your ledge. Know your ledge. When you have knowledge, you have power. When you subject yourselves to what you see, what you hear in the media. Instead of reading what's really there in black and white, actually reading real numbers. Because if I was to bring this up, if, I, if anybody was to bring this up to any Republican right now, they'd be like, oh, that's fake news. I'm like, yeah, you just pulled a Trump on me, dude. Like, for real. Like, come on now. Let, let's think about this here. Think about it. Think before you yeah. say things. Man, that, that, what else can I say about it? You know what today is, the main event? The week before I get paid again? And <laughs> today is National Tortilla Chip Day. What is your favorite Ooh. brand of tortilla chips? Hmm, Tostitos. Give me some... Give me some uh, queso, queso, and white blanco queso, and some regular salsa. Yeah, buddy, this fat boy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love tortilla chips and salsa. Wow, that's why I would say I love Mexican food because that's that's the appetizer that you get for free when you go to mm-hmm. most. Mexican restaurants, you get that that nice hot bowl of tortilla chips, and you get some of that spicy salsa to go with it. It is so good. I enjoy eating chips and salsa before I eat I any Mexican have, food. I did have one bad experience at a Mexican restaurant. I'll leave that mess. I'll leave that Mexican restaurant nameless because. It's actually in Union City, Union City, Georgia. Uh, I went up to the I went up to this Mexican restaurant before, and I ate there. 
and I had finished my drink, and I'm like, you know, nobody's coming around to get refilled, and I'm like, oh my god, my mouth is on fire from my food, from the salsa I was eating, from the cheese dip that I was eating, because the cheese dip was actually pretty spicy as well, and I'm like, um, I need some, can, can I get a refill? Oh, we don't do refills. Are you for real? <laughs> Why? I mean, no refills. No refills, dude. Like, what's what? That's just like saying Coke that's not carbonated. <laughs> you might want to be drinking water. I mean, this is like ham, no buzzer. Cold, no salt. No jelly. <laughs> Peanut butter, no jelly. I mean, come on, bro. Coke, no refill. Y'all making money off the food. Y'all can't make money. Y'all, y'all trying to make extra money on the side for man. Come on, man. That that was no refills on any in any drinks on it on soft drinks any too. Drink. Any drinks was no refills. Any drinks, no refills. So what was the charge? You just regular price if you wanted something else? Yeah, I had to buy another one. And they were already expensive with the food anyway. And the food wasn't really that mind-blowingly great. So I felt like I was gypped. Bamboozled. Good way. I was I was mentally destroyed about this. I actually, I actually want to sue this place. Over no roots. That was a bad joke. My bad. My bad. Oh, man. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. Yeah, oh, that, that was a bad one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I did feel some kind of way about it, though, to be honest with you, for real. Because I, the, food was, the food wasn't great. But then you don't charge for refills? Then you charge for refills? Or you charge for extra drink? Come on, man. Anywhere else you go, I mean, I can see if it was a wine or a spirit or something like that, or a mixed drink. But it was a Coca-Cola. Was it was it, was the coat so good? Was the coat so good? You just you just had to get another refill. Is that the reason reason why you so upset about it? Was the coat that no the food was that hot that spicy? So did it did they charge did they charge for the water? Uh yeah they actually did actually they really did charge for water. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even bottled water. It was tap water. You know, the little button you push on the machine. The little button you push on the machine. You know, mm-hmm. whenever you go in the subway, you know, for the water, you know, you push the you push a little tab, and it come out the same right. thing the coke come out of. It. That's what they did. It was dollar seventy nine. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I mean, wow. 
who has a love for the HBCUs, Daytona Beach also has one of the biggest HBCUs in the world, Bethune Cookman. So, you know, if you want to look at it from that standpoint. Number eight, Key West. And a lot of people like this place because of the isolated location. And it's just a tourist haven. There's so much stuff to do there. Seven, Puerto Rico. I wouldn't mind going to Puerto Rico. I mean, have you seen some of the women in Puerto Rico? Have you seen some of the architecture in Puerto Rico? Six, Cancun. South Puerto Vallarta. Both of these places, just absolutely amazing places. Seeing them on TV, seeing people talk about them. Would love to go to Mexico one year. Love to do it. T-Rex. Cancun or Puerto Vallarta? Probably Cancun because I can pronounce it better. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on to number four, which is the Bahamas. A lot of people like Bahamas because it's kind of like Las Vegas because you got a lot of casinos, you got a lot of bars, got a lot of lot of beachside area. I, for one, would love to go to the Bahamas. My parents have gone to the Bahamas. They had a blast. Punta Cana is number three. Miami Beach is number two. And number one for Spring Break Destinations, and this was actually pretty freaking crazy to me, Las Vegas. Hey, so Vegas is number one for spring break destination. Usually, yeah. people go there year round, so it really doesn't matter if it's spring break or winter break. You have a lot exactly. of people that comes in and out in and out of that city all the time. Yeah, that was a good list, and though. Vegas. Yeah. And if you notice, this is from the this is from New U.S. News and World Report. You notice that they told me that. That Panama City wasn't on this list. Neither was Dexter. You know why. You know why. You know Neither why. Neither was Tampa. I mean, they, um, yeah. Everything is turning to a family destination down there in Florida now. So that's probably the reason why you don't have those as the top destinations anymore. Panama City is definitely has struck down major laws and regulations which I agree because it, it got out of hand a couple of years ago because we live in a time where people want to film everything they don't want to react to helping each other and they just watch people get raped and act crazy and stuff so I can understand why they put the laws in place in Panama City and some of those other locations uh, Destiny has always been a family uh, destination for families and, and people that vacation down that way. So I can understand why those two cities are not on the list. But that that is a good list uh, for spring break destinations, uh, j- you know, just to get away, have a good time, go sightseeing. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we be back, we'll, we'll wrap things up on Rets and Maine. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Rets and Maine. We're wrapping things up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Definitely a shout out to our sponsor, Solar Headphones, the world's first solar power headphones. The hype magazine. Them right now. College Underground Radio. To the ad man, Wendy, my lovely wife. Also, DJ EA, Casey. The main event. To our children, family, friends, strangers. Everybody that's tuned in. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. And a special thanks to Block Talk Radio for allowing us to broadcast on their platform. You having the closing remarks, the main event? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, to those who are listening to the show, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I also want to, want to give a special shout-out to my nephew, Jamil, um, who is doing big things right now. Um, really excited for him. Check him out, jamilhouston.com. Uh, his song, his his album Wave is out right now, and check out his new singles called Saucy. So y'all check him out. Definitely, and definitely. No, one other thing, man, and um, I want people to understand this: we are a network who loves to be a part of the people, and. Um, we value people's opinions, and we want people to interject in everything that we do. So, you know, you see us out, you know, give us a shout, give us a hello. You see us online, give us a hello. Don't be a keyboard gangster. Try to be a troll because I will troll you back. I'm just letting you know that now because I'm just I'm, – I'm that dude. So, you know, don't do me, and I won't do you. That That's pretty much it. And also love each other, man. That's that's pretty much the best way I can put it. Love each other, love yourself. We can get through this together. We gonna make America great with or without Donald Trump. Period. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in again. You make sure you check out the Tailgate Cruise Show on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and also on Wednesdays, King Underground Media at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Turntable Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, Rets and Maine, we are here every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I want to thank the main event for being on the show as usual. And I hope everybody have a God-blessed day. Sorry we got to end the party, y'all, but y'all got to get out of here. Y'all got to hit the road. So we will check you all out. out Yes, definitely shout out to him. Y'all can check us out, www.livebyterrence.com. We out. Y'all have a great weekend. Tailgate crew tomorrow.
I'm in a happy place, my thing. 